0: Mercy and the Mans, coming to you live. Beautiful day in Mountain View, California. Yes, it is. And, uh, yeah, we have a themed episode for you.
1: What? That never happens. Uh, we actually have a planned out, or somewhat planned out, saying that we have something planned out is pretty ambitious. But, um yeah. I know that there have been several people that we have talked to that would love to know exactly what it means to hire a band. It doesn't have to be Mercy in the Heartbeats per se. Should but be, though. It should be. <laughs> I don't know. Engagement season is upon us. Uh, people are still getting engaged in COVID times, still getting married in COVID times. And um, we've done several Zoom um, meetings recently with couples, and it's been really fun to socialize, <laughs> even if it's via Zoom with strangers. Feels like the old days. <laughs> but um, it's been really fun to uh, to go through the process with, with these couples so I just thought it would be fun to um, do a all you need to know about hiring a band brought to you by Mercy and the Mans.
0: It's also a lot of this stuff will be applicable if you're an event you know manager for a company and your company ever <laughs> decides to do uh, you know fun events with bands or DJs or anything um, again in the hopefully near future. So um, this could be relevant to you, even if you're not getting married or if you're what if you have a birthday party or something like that. So
1: exactly. Yeah, I think this would be a good resource for for anybody. Couples, um, some of our favorite wedding planners, you know, could could also just like here, listen to this and see if decide if you really do, in fact, want a band after you hear this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Think of all the
0: mouths you'll have to feed. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess the first thing uh, to get right down into it would be um, the right questions to ask first and foremost. Does your venue allow for live amplified music?
0: That would be a big one.
1: we <laughs> would be surprised at how many people contact us and we ask about it and they're like, oh, we just assumed and there are really wonky restrictions everywhere
0: yeah it might affect your timeline it, they might not allow it at all or they might have um you know like a decibel limit which if you don't know what uh like goes into decibel limits like they might tell you oh it's 85 an 85 decibel limit
1: and i don't know what that means
0: um it's not very loud <laughs> you know like a conversation is like 85 decibels right
1: and we have played events that have very limited decibel limits did i just that (laughs) didn't um we have played uh venues that have restrictions regarding decibels um i have done we both have done weddings where i can hear people's feet on the dance floor over the band and still been told we are too loud and that's a hard thing to do as a performer
0: well, it's also hard when the the client is asking you to turn up and asking you to, you know, rock more or whatever, and you have to tell them that like your your venue that you, you know, booked is is they're a they're the ones in control of the volume and Correct. b like you gotta you gotta take it up with them.
1: You're, I mean, we've been in in danger of being shut down. I mean, we've been threatened. <laughs> You know, you're too loud. We're going to shut you down. And the bride and groom are yelling at you to turn up. And you're in this like, uh, you're trying to like take care of everybody. But if it's something that wasn't made, like the, the the bride and groom weren't made aware of to start, then like that's, it's just, it's no fun. And it's not a fun place to be. So first things first, if you decide that you want a band, check and make sure that your venue allows for that. If maybe you're doing it at a private residence um make sure there's no um curfews sound curfews cuz that's another thing also make sure
0: you you have nice neighbors and or <laughs> invite them to your event right or you know offer to get them a hotel room or an airbnb or something for the night um yeah
1: we've had several clients that have done that or yeah. send them nice gift baskets <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, yeah that. <laughs> just do something nice for them you know
1: yeah um so that's one of the the main things I think, I mean, of course, there's also, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming if you're thinking of a band, you're also have like thought about your budget and a band, I mean, can range from anywhere, but you also get what you pay for.
0: Well, I mean, a good, a good band, I mean, there's some bands that charge an arm and a leg and that's fine if they can get that. Um, I f- like to feel that we're priced right in the nice middle sweet spot of getting what you pay for, but not, uh, juicing the lemon for every sentence worth necessarily. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I did an interview with, with a wedding planning website where I talked about, you know, I mean, it's a truncated interview. They they <laughs> did cut a lot of what I had had <laughs> said, but, and to be fair, I can be long winded, but you know, uh, they asked about a band versus DJ, and so there's no way around the fact that a band is more expensive. There's more people, there's more gear, you know, um, there's more people to feed if you're, you know, feeding the band. Um, but th- that being said, there is also no, no you know, sort of um, replacement for what a band can bring to your event if you want that, so... You know, I mean, I'm not trying to get off on a long winded tangent about why you should hire a band. But, yeah, you definitely, you know, you get a budget for that. And and I think people are occasionally surprised by what a band band costs. costs. Well, I got, you know, X amount of money. It's like that's, you know, I'm not trying to shame people for that. Like you got what you got. You have what you have to spend, obviously. But, you know, I think that for a lot of people, a band is often... I mean, um, our favorite clients are the ones that are like the the band is the most important thing. It's the only thing we care about. It's like, well, all right, you're our kind of client. Client, <laughs> but I also think there's a lot of people that sort of like it's a luxury item that they want to f- sort of put on top of everything else. And they've already spent you know X amount on a v- on a venue and X amount on a caterer and a photographer and all this stuff. And they get to the band and they're sort of like, well, we have this much left, and it's you know.
1: Yeah, so I, I think you you got to expect that a big chunk of your budget is going to be toward the band. I mean, yeah,
0: and I mean the range, you know, bands can range anywhere from you know like three thousand dollars for a very cheap band to eight 10, to ten thousand right. dollars for a very expensive band. Like I said, we're we try to be in the middle there, um, but and we'll get into this I think in the rest of the episode of of. A lot of our questions or things that you should know before hiring a band revolve around some of the ways that some of the cheaper bands uh try to cut corners in order to be that cheap. And, and, operate, yeah. and also some of the ways that the more expensive bands um, you know, don't don't give you much more or anything more than what a like a mid price band would be, you know. And you can only know these things if you know what questions to ask these these vendors uh as you're sort of vetting them and figuring out who is right for for you and your you know and your event that makes sense
1: <laughs> it does it does so does your venue allow for amplified music are there any sound level restrictions or do you have any uh time curfews you know some of these venues um, amplified music has to be done by 9 p.m., 10 p.m. It's generally 10 p.m., I think, around this area, but there are some venues that go as late as 11 or or later. It just depends. You just have to know that. Um, the other thing is stage and setup logistics. Do you have the room for a band? I mean, I think there was one person, I want to say last year, that contacted us and was so excited and really, really wanted to have us there but they'd already done all the planning beforehand and realized they had no room for a band and um it was really disappointing for them and for us but um it wasn't set up for for a live band especially not for a six-member band um and we even have a little bit more well your percussion uh takes (laughs) quite a bit of room but we don't we do everything um we don't have stage monitors and stuff like that so we're generally a little bit easier to work with in that that regard and stage monitors are the speakers on stage that are for the band members to hear themselves because I realize a lot of times I I, we say things expecting people to understand what we're talking about but our band uh, uses in-ear monitors which means that we don't have to take up the stage for speaker monitors in case you're wondering out there um, so do you have room for, for a band at your venue? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a stage. You don't have to rent a stage. We love a stage. We love to have a stage to perform on. Um, but, you know, it's also funny and interesting of the venues that we've been, you know, sent to for site visits or whatever. And you've shown up. I mean, the most interesting one that we had was loose mulch that they expected us to do a four hours <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean you know to be fair a lot of people don't just don't I mean they're not they're not thinking through all these logistics which is why us as a vendor we come armed with you know these are the things that we need these are the things we need answers to whatever because it's our job um, to make sure that all those loose ends are tied up before we go into contract or before downbeat or whatever but not all vendors are created equal. So that's what we're trying to give give you guys a little bit of information that you can use uh, to avoid these things. But, yeah, I mean, uh, clients not thinking about, like, oh, all the dust that's going to get kicked up from this loose mulch that's going to go into our electronics and into our noses, <laughs> you know, and, you know, what happens if, if one of us slips or something gets kicked over. I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of reasons why loose dirt, mulch, gravel you know, wet wet, grass, wet grass, you know, that's one. You have to be like, oh, we can set up on the grass, but you need to, you need to uh, like check with the venue to make sure they're not going to turn the sprinklers on, you know, the day of or whatever. Right. We can't set up in mud, you know, I mean, yeah, those are all things that, that seem obvious, but you know, I mean, you're not as a, as a, as a client, as a, somebody who's putting the event on, you're sort of expecting, and I think rightfully so, expecting that these vendors that you're paying all this money to, like venue included, are gonna think through these things for you. Right. You know, I, uh, and I'm I'm often uh, very surprised by uh, the the way that a lot of these these you know vendors and venues and stuff just sort of uh, omit. Right. You know, I would say sometimes purposefully omit things like. Going back to the DB limit, you know, like right. you book a venue, you're paying, God, probably $10,000 or more, more for Yeah. And they tell you they have an 85 DB limit. Uh, if those of you that know, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, but check but to see what that actually what it, sound what it, like. They don't tell you what 80, like, 85 yeah. DB sounds like, they don't tell you where they're going to be checking. The, they tell us that. Right. But they don't tell the client, this is where we're checking the DB. You know, at the back of the dance floor, it can only be 85 DB. Like, if I'm to sit, if I was sitting and talking to you loudly enough and you were close enough with a decibel, you know, limiter, uh, monitor, or whatever, meter, yeah. it would hit 85. So you can imagine how quickly you get to that if you have uh, amplified music and live instruments and whatever else. So, you know. Yeah they don't they don't make that very clear to their clients because they want to get in the contract and they don't want to lose any anybody which is you know i mean in in my view not totally fair
1: no it's not the other thing uh that just came to mind that i didn't even have listed here was um uh having a a rain contingency plan yes because
0: we've run into that before
1: yeah and um that amazes me and and I mean, I. There are the people that will will the show most must go on. Um, usually, generally, that is that those are the singers <laughs> that don't have equipment. But I I cannot expect my band members to uh, to to choose between playing or getting their equipment out of the rain and not being ruined um, by rain. I, I one time walked off a gig it wasn't a it wasn't a wedding but it was a gig i was um it wasn't a band i was a member of i was hired to sing and they had us outdoors and they were cover they had covered us with a tarp but unfortunately it started to rain and that tarp would obviously collect water and after a little while it would dump on me or the keyboard player at the time. And um, I walked off that gig (laughs) and didn't come back. And uh, I even, you know, I didn't ask about the money. I I was like, forget this, but I made, I had to make the decision for myself um, that it wasn't safe. The stage was getting wet. The equipment was getting wet. I was afraid of getting shocked or slipping and falling. Um, But that's also something you have to think about. I mean, is there a place that you can move the band in uh, Your
0: whole event. I mean... Well, yeah, when but... We, and our contracts state explicitly that the client is responsible for all weather contingency plans because they're the ones that are normally planning with and interfacing with the venue who, in, in general, should be responsible for, you know, hey, you want to have an outdoor wedding? That's great. And uh, the slim chance in the middle of June it rains or whatever... We can move everything into this barn or whatever. Right. Like that's something that needs to get yeah, tented. Whatever we can get that figured out. But there, we've definitely been on a couple gigs where that was not figured out. And then you know, that's when it's it's nice to, you know,
1: it's just a little rain.
0: Have a contract. <laughs> you know, have it's a contract.
1: Sprinkling. It's barely sprinkling.
0: <laughs> have a contract and be very clear with your client that like that is something that you need should explicitly talk to your event planner and your venue about. Because, you know, they're uh, they're going to try to the venue is going to try to kick it back on the band or try to kick it back on the client. Not all Correct. of them. But but if they're if they're caught with their pants down, they're going to try to uh, like anybody would, you know, probably not take the blame there. You know? Yeah. So you yeah. don't you don't want to be dealing with that at the time of the event with no, you know, like nobody wants to be doing and that, and
1: know how your band, like what your band will do if that happens. Like you, you, you also want it. Ask the band what happens if it starts raining and we don't have it tented. What if you know, like most people are going to tell you we're going to have to pack up and leave. You know, uh, I mean, it's just it's thousands of dollars of equipment. Um, you know, not just the the instruments, but all the other stuff, and and you you can't expect the band to suck that up. I don't mind getting it a little wet. I'm not so diva that, you know, it's that, but it's, it's, you know, I, I, it's the equipment.
0: Well, and at a certain point, it's a safety issue for everybody, both the, the crowd and the band. But, you know, most of us have, uh, gear that's plugged into electricity, <laughs> yeah. you know, cables <laughs> running from that gear to your guitar or, whatever, or your microphone or whatever. And, and, um, uh, if anybody out there's ever been even mildly electrocuted as I have, um, it is not fun. I don't recommend it. And, um, so I try to do everything I can to avoid it. Right. Um, and that would be one thing you can do to avoid it would be to not stand in a, in a rainstorm with your gear all plugged in.
1: I promise we're going to get to more fun stuff. This yeah. is all the boring logistics stuff. Um, let's see. So the other thing is you want to know about the sound and light production that is going to be provided by your band. Hopefully. Um, Some bands don't provide that, Um, but it's a good thing to ask so that you're not, your band isn't showing up and playing in the dark, which I have known (laughs) some some bands that have done that. Um, For instance, we hire out a sound company that we contract with that provides sound for us so that we aren't the band dealing with sound issues or running sound during the gig, whether it be a wedding, whether it be a party, anything we prefer to have uh, a sound company. Do you want to go more into that?
0: Well, yeah, um, they're awesome at what they do. That's Amazing. all they do. It's the only thing that they're responsible for. They have redundancy, you know, extra speakers and cables and mics and everything. If something goes wrong, it's two people, uh, they're doing their job that are not in the band, that don't have to come off stage to troubleshoot things. That if the client needs something, um, something turned up, something turned down, uh, a microphone for toasts, whatever, like that's their only job on site day of of the event, um, you know. And that's that's, uh, I mean, I know not everybody has access to that, but that's part of why we're sort of priced in the middle of of the market because that's part of part of what we what we. Provide and what we bring to your event, you know, um, it's not to say that oth- that other bands that do their sound internally or whatever um, don't do a good job, but it's something that again, a lot of clients I think don't think to ask, and a band will often not sort of be upfront about, you know, like think about it this way, you know, your if if your band is is bringing their own sound and running their own sound, what that means is that somebody in the band is is doing that job yeah so who's mixing the band is somebody gonna have to come off stage in the middle of the performance to like listen and make sure that everything sounds good uh if something goes wrong uh like i said is somebody gonna have to come off stage or more than one person gonna have to come off stage to troubleshoot it right um what kind of gear are they bringing are they only bringing like two speakers are they bringing subwoofers are they bringing lights i mean a lot of bands now like what are those lights you know Mm -hmm. um you know, are, are lights an add-on or is that included in the price? Like these right. are these are things that like you don't really think about because you just think, well, I'm hiring a band, so they're gonna you know, right? They're gonna do all the things that a band would do, but but everybody's uh interpretation of what that is or what that should be is not created equal. So you know, don't be afraid to be explicit about like what what am I purchasing? What are you bringing? You know, that's a a reasonable thing to ask, I think.
1: So now you know all about the logistics of that side and you've decided you want a band. You definitely want your band to bring the party, do the reception part, but can your band provide sound and music for ceremony and possibly sound and music for cocktails? Yes, generally they can, (laughs) but you need to ask. And sometimes that's not included In the initial uh, price, because maybe some bands only contract for the reception um, portion most of the time. I know that when clients call us, we give them kind of like an overview and tell them like this is the price for six piece band providing sound and lights for this amount of music time for the reception. If you want ceremony and cocktail hour, that's an additional fee. So what I I guess you can go in more into that too. Cause well, sometimes we need a different sound setup for ceremony and yeah. cocktail.
0: Well, it's something else to 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 think about as far as the the logistics of your event are concerned. You know, a lot of people have their reception in a different place than ceremony or cocktail hour. Um, and it's you can't just you can't just pick a sound system up and move it you know like you or you can't just pick up a band and move it like we especially considering the ins and outs of the timeline of an event or the logistics of an event of like you know when you start moving through i mean wedding timelines are as and corporates too but especially wedding timelines end up being very tight often Mm -hmm. and 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 busy you know yeah and there's not a lot of time built in to Mm -hmm. a timeline uh Time built into that, yeah. <laughs> to 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 move and set up and tear down things, you know. So, right. You know, for us, uh, I generally speaking, um, if something, you know, if we can use one setup and you need us to to provide sound for toasts, I mean, uh, for background music, that kind of stuff, and it's it, we don't have to move anything or te- set up or tear down anything extra, then that's usually something we we throw in. But right. you know, yeah. If if the ceremony is um you know
1: a mile on a the mi- other side of the yeah, venue <laughs>
0: you know and and also like to be fair too like ceremony um especially ceremony that's like the one thing there's not really any room room for error Mm-mm. like you don't want if you have somebody providing sound or handling sound miking people up all that kind of stuff you don't want the officiants mic or you know, whatever, to, especially because oftentimes you, if you have a videographer and they're tied into the sound system and they're taking sound like the, it's it's a it is a um, tightrope to walk, you know. So for us, that generally ends up being an additional item because our sound company will bring a separate sound setup for that particular part of your event. Right. And they have lapel mics and wireless mics. And it's and that's all handled as a as a kind of, uh, you know, package thing. But not everybody needs that. So for us, it it does end up being like a kind of a la carte thing. Mm -hmm. But again, something you need to talk very specifically with your band about, because if you if you're, you know, if you know that's what you want, then make sure you that you make sure you know that you're getting that how much extra it might cost on and on and on and on.
1: Right. You know, and your ceremony. So ceremony sound could just be micing the actual ceremony but you could also have a ceremony musician that plays your special songs as you walk down the aisle, back up the aisle. It could be anywhere from, it could be a vocalist and a guitarist. It could be a vocalist and a keyboardist. Um, it could just be solo guitar and that's even in addition to that sound, I guess. As far as cocktail hour, um, I mean, we've done anything from solo up to a trio, I think usually. And again, is your cocktail hour going to be in the same location that the band is going to be in later on for the reception dancing? And so, do you do you use the same sound setup or do you have to have a total different setup because the cocktail hour is going to be near the pool area or wherever? So that's also another thing you have to consider, and that might be an additional add on, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> or, or you know, I mean, if it's just instrumental, maybe you don't need a sound setup. Maybe they're, they're going through a couple lamps or whatever, and it, it's simple, but if you want, you know, vocals or you want uh, background music at a certain point or you want toasts, if that's where your toasts are. Right. You know, again, like...
1: Or you want you speakers set out throughout the venue. Like, that's yeah, another thing, I mean, too. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, and you need, all that stuff can be done, but it may be an additional cost or an added-on thing. And again, like... Something you don't want to be screwed up, you know. Somebody's <laughs> giving a somebody's giving a great toast, and the mic is feeding back, or the people in the back can't hear the person talking. Or, right. You know, again, your videographer or whoever's t- trying to tie into your to the to the sound system so they can get an audio feed to add on. You know, to put with the video that they're shooting. You know, it's a lot of things. Like you'd be surprised how many times a videographer just like shows up and goes like, "Oh, I was just hoping I could." tie into your system or whatever and it's like oftentimes that can be accommodated but sometimes it can't and then what you know so um and it's not to make it sound like these are like big crazy oh, like you know hard questions to answer but they're but they're things that that a lot of people i think don't think about or or cover in their initial talks with the band and then they're they're in contract with the band and the venue and whoever else, and then they find out later they're going to get stuck with this added cost or this added, you know, headache that they didn't account for. Right. And it's too late to, to sort of, like, back out of it or whatever, so.
1: I guess the next thing to jump to is, is your timeline, and not a lot of people, you know, when they first contact us, generally, they have an idea of, of the venue, I think most people that contact us already have a venue. Well, it's not completely true. The last couple we just talked to didn't really have a venue or a date yet. But um, generally speaking, I think they're just pretty much hiring their vendors and but haven't honed in on their timeline yet. The timeline is a real big issue, especially if it comes down to you having your ceremony and your reception at the same location. And a lot of times what will happen is for us, if you are hiring Mercy and the Heartbeats, we want to be set up, sound checked, and out of your way and not setting up while you're, <laughs> while you're getting ready to do cocktail hour or anything like that. We want to be done and out of the way when everything's starting. But not all bands do that. Um, I know that some bands even will charge extra to show up earlier at your venue so that's something that you want to know um, but if you have an idea of what your timeline is you know like i said mercy in the heartbeats we want to be there in plenty of time to set up at a you know the earliest we can at a leisurely pa- pace and sound check and that way like we're not testing equipment we're not testing sound while you're you know in the middle of your ceremony or anything like that. So that's definitely something that you want to know uh, when your band will be arriving. Or you also do have the power to say, <laughs> my ceremony is starting at 3 o'clock. You need to be set up and ready to go by this time. 2 o'clock, say. Yep. Right? Um, and uh, I don't know. Anything more you want to say about that?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of it really comes down to... Uh, if I hire your band, am I hiring you for the day or are there like hour restrictions on, on your services, you know? So if like within reason, <laughs> if, you hi- <laughs> if you hire us, it's like you're, we're, you're our only client that day. So if you need us to show up at noon to set up and sound check and be out of your way by two or whatever, and then we don't play till seven or eight, like that's just the way it is. Like yeah. that's just part of the part of the deal. But yeah, there's definitely bands in town who will only show up within, the, you know, they're contracting to show up an hour or two hours before downbeat, and they're saying, "Oh, we're, you know, we're going to be done by 10. Okay, then that's in the contract, and anything past ten o'clock is overtime, whether you've like played a certain amount or not, you know. Um, and those are all things that like you may not think about till you get to the to the day of, and then you're in the middle of your wedding, and you're like, "Okay, well, we're running, we're running behind." So can you guys start later? And it's like, okay. Um you know, for us it would be like, Yeah, within reason. I mean <laughs> right. we don't wanna we don't wanna be we can't be at your event till three in the morning, but that's generally not a problem. But I've I've been on gigs where where other bands have been like, um, you know, we can start later, but if we go past ten o'clock, then we're into overtime, you know, which And you've
1: only played half an hour. We only played,
0: yeah, or an hour or whatever, and it's like it doesn't feel good. It didn't feel good for me. Right. Um So that's something to be explicit about, like, because you may not know, I mean, if you're hiring a band, you might hire us a year or more out from your wedding Mm -hmm. date. You don't, may not have a timeline yet. Yeah. So how are you, you know, with us, it's kind of like, hey, within, like I said, within reason, like we're not, I don't want to show up at six in the morning and we're (laughs) not, and we're not going to play until nine at night or something like that. that. That would be a problem, but... Generally, that's not how it goes. So, you know, you contract with us. It's kind of like, look, when you get to the timeline phase, just let us know what's up and, and it, it'll all work out, you know. But for other bands, if they're putting those restrictions on, you know, because, again, everything runs late at your event. Sometimes people run late showing up to your event. So, you know, if your band is like, oh, we're not going to show up or sound check or, or be ready to go until an hour or two hours before the you know, downbeat, your event might be going on at that point. Yep. So then, is the drummer going to be loading his his gear through your cocktail hour because he showed up, you know, um, an hour late or half hour late, and he's still setting his snare drum up? And we're supposed to be starting in, you know, five minutes or whatever. Like right. that's happened. I've been on those gigs. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't me playing drums, you know. But <laughs> but that that oh. <clears throat> that has and that's you know. But that's a thing. Is like the client rightfully so didn't want to pay more to have the band show up two hours earlier because the band's telling them yeah it'll be fine like we do this all the time right but the realities of that event was you know people (laughs) you're gonna be loading gear through the middle of your cocktail hour yeah you know so something to be uh, very uh, explicit about and then i don't know i haven't looked at at your notes but (laughs) the other timeline thing is you know how much time did you set aside for dancing? How much time did you set aside for the band to play? Like we contract for up to three hours of performance time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not performance time. Performance time. Like we will play three hours of music total for the amount of money that you are contracting with us for, mm-hmm. unless otherwise agreed. Right. Not everybody has three hours put aside, which is fine, but at the same time. Um, You know, again, with the way that these these timelines can get very busy and everything, you should assume that you might run behind. So then are you like you contracting with the band and you've only put, you know, two hours aside for them to play? Well, okay, that's fine. If everything runs on time, two hours is still a pretty darn good dance uh, section of an event, assuming the band's not going to take a break or whatever. Right. But um, you start running behind all of a sudden you're 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour behind. Right. You know.
1: Yeah. That's okay. You can go off. off uh, what I was going to say off my notes, but that doesn't make sense. Anyway. uh, okay. so more to the fun stuff is that. um, So now you know that you want to hire a band and you got all that stuff, you know, that you're that you're thinking about now. How do you pick a band? (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at me like uh, and I mean, you know. There's there's bands that you can get through agencies. There's bands you could do a wide band search through the Knot Wedding Wire. Um, just do a general Google search. You go off recommendations. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. Um, I suggest, you know, at first starting with with friends. You know, you've been a lot of people have been to weddings that they've seen bands at and getting getting referrals that way um seeing a band live seeing if they do uh maybe you see you have seen one at a festival or you see one at a venue it's been a long time since you've seen one at a venue but um you contact them that way uh sometimes you can set up uh band showcases where the band will perform for you We've done that where we've set up private showcases for people that have wanted to see us, but maybe we didn't have a live event to invite them to. So we've put on a private showcase and and done like a sample show, like a 30, 45 minute set. Um, Those are fun. I like doing those. Um, I mean, it's it's weird because usually we're only performing for two people. But
0: so we try to stack it with like more than one couple, but yeah, it, c- it, it can be at times. It, like,
1: it, it's a little, it's 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 hard as a as an artist to to or a performer to to play for an audience of two, um, and make it feel like like how it would feel if you're performing for 100 200 people, yeah, um, but uh look at you know you can find videos I I go through all the time and I'm always constantly keeping an eye on on bands in in the area and not even in this area just seeing like first off what genres do you want to hear that's like the first thing um do you want a jazz band do you want a dance band with dancers you know included like know what it is that you want and maybe you don't really know what you want but just start kind of like getting an idea. I mean, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the first thing I'd say is like I wouldn't recommend shopping strictly on price. I mean, obviously everybody has a budget, and I'm not trying to be like ignore your budget, but you know, if you're like, I'm just going to take the cheapest band. Well, OK, then, <laughs> y- you know, you should be aware of like what goes along with that. I mean, bands are like, I mean, you go to our website, we, uh, you look at our promo video, you look at our pictures. I mean, a band is going to tell you what they're all about, I, th- I think. Like, mm-hmm. you, watch, you watch enough videos, look at enough pictures, look at enough song lists.
1: Websites.
0: Websites. You know, like anything Social else, like what's the quality of the content that they're they're putting out that they're willing to stand by? You know, um, uh, you know, I, it's it's I mean, there are some some nuances in person. Like, do you want it? Do you want a more traditional kind of for lack of a better term, like buttoned up, you know, band that's going to wear just black suits and, and white shirts and and um, kind of just play the classics and, and keep it pretty, pretty safe and standard? Um, or do you do you want a band that has a little bit more personality that's a little bit more of like a like a uh, you know kind of a pop rock and roll show dresses flashier you know is going to play more modern stuff or going to play more 90s stuff and you know um, uh, i would say like meet with the, the leaders of the band like see if you vibe pers- personality wise with the with the person that's running that band who you're going to be dealing with on a business level and also on like, uh, on the, on like, you're talking about the fun stuff, like getting into like song choices and not like you, or do you vibe with that person? Do you, yeah. do you, do you feel like they get what you are wanting from them? <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's again, I, I say in the interview that I, that I mentioned earlier, um, And they did cut a lot of this stuff in particular, (laughs) but it, you know, like each band has a personality. They have a look, they have a sound. Um, and I I think that, uh, you can tell a lot about a a band by what their promo video looks and sounds like, what songs are in the promo video, how are they dressed? How do they move? What other content do they have? Are there live videos that you can look at? Mm -hmm. You know, you should definitely try to go see the band live if you, if you can. Um, but in lieu of that, do they have live footage? Right. Do they have good live footage? You know, (laughs) like, there's
1: a lot of stuff you can do in the studio.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of studio tricks you can pull out to make a band sound like, okay. And then you see them live and it's like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. You know? Um,
1: I mean that, that's why we try to have a healthy, you know, mixture of both. In that like, yes, our promo video, was re- recorded but we've also I've made it my my mission to have several of our videos be like this was to make a point that this was recorded live this is taken from the board mix of a live show um that way you know that we sound good <laughs> live and in in person and not just studio yeah um
0: It's also the person at like you know I mean I like to think that a lot of our personality shines through on both the 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 kind of slicker pre-recorded stuff but also the live stuff. I mean, you the live footage that goes along with the 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 videos we've done with live audio that tells you a lot about like what our band is is like, what the band, what the vibe is like, what the energy is like, what the personality is like, and that's what you're hiring. Right. You know, like and you should really think about that. Like Yes, it's cool to have a band. I agree. I think everybody should have a band. But you're not like you're not hiring a band just to have music. Like you could just put on a playlist or you could have a DJ who will play pre-recorded, you know, or like the original tunes or whatever. Right. You're hiring a band to like bring energy and personality and vibe to your event, to like drive the party, the reception, you know, true reception part of your of your event with their personality and energy and vibe song choice the way they banter with the crowd the way that they interact with each other the way they perform like that's what you're hiring that's what you're paying for right so if you go watch live videos and they're just standing there the guitar players looking at his shoes and they're dressed right. sloppily and they doesn't sound great and whatever like they don't that's interact a pretty, with each you know, other they don't or interact or with each other or the crowd or whatever that's a pretty good indication that th- that's what it's going to be like at your event you right
1: know? yeah well, speaking of, of songs, I mean that that's another thing. We we have a song list, um, a very long song list, and you know, we kind of open it up. That hey, take a look at our song list. We we've even sent samples of, of set lists from previous events and weddings. Um, but you're happy, you know. We're happy for you to go through our song list and you know, give us an. Give us your top 10 favorite songs on the song list. If there's one or two songs on here that you love but don't see on our song list, ask ask us about it. We're, you know, usually happy to learn a couple to several songs for your event. Maybe we're in the process of even learning it. You don't know. Um, And, uh, you know, I I always find it (laughs) – the one thing I got to say about that that I'm always worried about every time we give the option of that, though, is – I'm always really surprised at the the harsh hard do not play song lists that come back to us. Like we we absolutely don't want to play anything that you don't want to hear, but I have been really surprised at how one person will decide. And and I mean, I've been a bride, so I know what it, you know, I know how it feels to be in that that position of power. <laughs> But I also know that I'm not the only one that's listening to the band or the music. Um, So I guess feel empowered to to say what songs or artists you don't want to hear, but also know that we're probably going to be requested (laughs) to play certain artists. And unless you really are like, do not, I absolutely do not want to hear. I don't know. Give me an example of somebody.
0: i've had people be like no bruno mars
1: and then half the crowd comes up and asks you for uptown funk yeah
0: which (laughs) look i mean i play uptown i've played uptown funk every at least once a week for the last like whenever it came out right that's a long time that's a lot of uptown funk Mm -hmm. for anybody not named bruno mars to be playing (laughs) and i relate but the thing is is that like yeah i mean and that's part of like our job as a band is to like get that list and go like okay uh, I understand you don't want any of these artists, um, like, are you going to be, like, offended if we play one of these songs because you do have to think about, like, the hundred people that you're inviting. You're throwing a party. Right. There's a hundred other people. That being said, you're writing the check, so ultimately yeah. ultimately, it is what you want, but, you know, it's our job to sort of be like, think of it from this perspective of, like, you know, you have this really cool eclectic music taste, but you're... Uh, Friend from college who's flying across the country to come to your your wedding might be more of a basic, uh, (laughs) you know, music uh, lover who wants to hear Don't Stop Believing, you know, I don't know. So it's just
1: something to think about and, and to kind of give put put some trust in us and that like we do this. A lot and we have done this a long time. I mean, I'm going on, you know, 20 plus years uh, uh, in uh, in this industry and right. in, in the wedding band industry. And so um, I I have seen so many weddings. I have sung, you know, every genre, uh, you know, um, I have sung in different languages. I've learned, you know, so it's like trust that we 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 got this and we know this. But on, on the same thing, like we will definitely respect your wishes, we will respect your requests, but just know that, like, sometimes it affects the set list. Sometimes it affects, like, uh, especially with us, we do a lot of medleys. Um, it might affect a whole section if you're like dead set against, I don't know, I can't think of any. Of course, I can't think of anything. I think there was one that was like, no Whitney Houston.
0: Yeah. It was like, really? blasphemous. <laughs> What like I understand get, if, you want, if you don't want if you don't yeah I understand if you don't want uh I want to dance with somebody since that's the song everybody plays but to just be like flat out yeah no Whitney Houston it's like really no we can't do so emotional or <laughs> we can't do uh,
1: yeah.
0: I'm every woman I mean
1: come oh on. yeah but
0: um, it also works the other way too like if you you know we've we've sort of have tried to position ourselves because we do love country music and we've done Mm -hmm. a lot of country gigs outside of our band and we've done some country gigs, like country heavy gigs with our band. We've sort of tried to position ourselves as like, if you want a band that can do a decent amount of country and do it well and also cover more of the traditional dance songs, wedding songs, like that's us. Right. But a lot of other bands will be like, oh yeah, we can do country. And then you get to the, get to the gig Mm -hmm. and like, they can't really do country uh, you know and <laughs> don't say and you know or like the country they they do is very very limited very basic when you're sitting there like i want to hear some alan jackson and i want to hear dwight yokum and they're like here's hear
1: john Party. here's wagon
0: wheel it's like well yeah wagon wheel is country but like you could expect almost any band in town to play wagon wheel like right. if, if a if a couple's like i really we want a fair amount of country. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. And what is the band? Like, if you look at our song list, there's about an hour and a half of country already on our song list. Right. We can add to it. Generally, we'll learn two to three requests, um, which is something else you should talk to, to your, your uh, potential bands about. Like what, if you have a couple songs that are not on their list that you really want to hear, are they willing to learn that? Is that, does that cost extra? Right. You know? Um. But, you know, like, yeah, we already have an, about an hour and a half and, and that we can even add to. Um, and we are we're always trying to add to. But for other bands, they might be starting from scratch. Right. So the reality is, is they're probably not going to learn an hour of country songs.
1: Yeah. They're
0: going to they're going to say, oh, we can do country. And then they'll try to do like three right. or four. And which, I
1: guarantee you one of those is Wagon Wheel.
0: Yeah, I guarantee you one of those is probably not Man I Feel Like a Woman because it's a complicated <laughs> song, um, which we do. But uh but I'm just saying, like the, you know, more Friends and more and we are getting more and more clients that are like, I want a healthy dose of country. Yeah. And I mean, most, we've most got bands one, don't do that. So Yeah,
1: we've got one gig coming up that's that's pretty much fifty-fifty, right? Fifty. Yeah, we, we told
0: them we'd do fifty-fifty. <laughs> but we can do that. Yeah. And other bands probably cannot and will not follow through with that. So
1: Right. Um, let's see. Along with um, Oh, special requests. Talking about songs. If you have special dances, if you're doing the father-daughter dance, if you're doing your first dance, um, you you don't have to have the band perform those. I
0: recommend you don't.
1: You know, I do too. I mean, and that's not because it it depends. I mean, if I have complete total control of like who's who's singing it, who the band, you know. it's no secret that I was married before Uh, my first uh, wedding. I, we, it was going to be like a free for all. It wasn't very uh, formal, formal reception. And I had, but I specified, yes. Okay. Everybody's going to get up at some point and jam and everybody's going to play. It's like a room full of musicians. I mean, 90% of the people there are are musicians. However, the first hour I put the band together and that first hour was nobody gets to come up and bother the band while they're playing. That's my band that I put together. That's my band that I, I specify I picked the song list. I specified who was singing what song when <laughs> I'm not a diva at all. I'm not a, 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 um, a hard person to actually, I, I it was a very, it was very nice. It was all my friends and, and they, they loved the songs that I picked for them and, and stuff like that. But generally speaking, like stuff like that, unless you really trust the band and the the band is pro, do it on an iPod. And we're even happy to cut it up. Like if you were like, I want it, I want the original song, but I um, only want to do a minute. Like we'll cut it up for you even if you just like tell us where or whatever. Right. We'll cut it up for them. Yeah. (laughs) Like offering that. Usually we, yeah, we'll fade it.
0: We fade it. Most people want like two or two and a half minutes.
1: Also tell your band that I have been oh on man. gigs where I've been singing and the bride and groom have looked at me and given me the like cut it. Like, and we're in I, the I, middle I, of a I, verse I, I, right I, now. Yeah. And, and then you I feel like an idiot because like no one told the band that you only wanted to do 30 seconds to a minute and we didn't rehearse where we were gonna cut it and cut it nicely and it just kind of goes. Good lord. I've been on a gig um once and actually this kind of segues into the whole uh, area of subs, which we wanted to talk about. I subbed on a gig once. Cause let's be honest, the singer is is the, the singer might not be the leader of the band. The singer might not be in a position of power at all. You never know who is the leader and owner of the band. It could be the drummer. It could be the guitar player. The leader of the band might not even be on the gig. Um, I have been on a gig once where I was hired day before to do this gig and I was told that the first dance which I learned was you're all I need to get by um Marvin Gaye right Um, we started into it and the bride and groom turned around whipped it at me and we're like that's not it and all eyes on me I'm getting yelled at the drummer's the leader of the band leaves me totally hanging and then just like immediately like they, they yell it like at last or something like that. Which, thank God. If you don't know at last and you're a singer in this business, you need to rethink why you're in this I business. I don't know <laughs> it. I mean, I know
0: it, but I've never had to. I, well, nobody would ever ask me to sing that song.
1: But so. uh, yeah, if you're a female singer. Yeah, fair enough. You better know at last. Um, anyway, a- and it's just like, th- that's the first thing generally. Your your first note generally as the the band is going to be the first dance. What a way to start a gig when I am yelled at for not doing the right song, which I don't even know why we would have launched into that song. But, um, yeah, just nine times out of 10, I would say, and not because we're not willing to do it because we have learned so many first dances, special dances, special requests. I think just if you wanted, you know, Faith Hills and Tim McGraw's It's Your Love, why not have that be your what you hear?
0: Well, I think that's yeah. My my reasoning is is includes that and is a little bit nuanced as well. in, in terms of like, for one, speaking to your point, which I I totally agree with you. And I, I there's one thing like obviously we're gonna play a bunch of songs like and they're they're gonna sound like us doing somebody else's songs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you're doing special dances, most of the time, some people are like they don't know they're like hey can you help me pick one that's fine you don't have a special song you shouldn't feel ashamed about that Mm -mm. there's lots of great music out there you know we're happy to help you pick a song but also like a lot of times it's because it's some something special to people means you have an attachment to the way that song sounds yeah and you know no band is going to be able to sound like the recording it's just not going to happen
1: so no, we might sound better yeah,
0: yeah in some <laughs> cases no but you know like it, there's nothing to me it's like in that moment especially considering volume concerns and everything else like it's it just seems to go smoother when it's like we have the original recording and we can either cut it up the way you want or fade it at a certain point or whatever but also the more kind of nuanced thing that i feel is that <clears throat> you're hiring us as a party band most of the time Mm. so to me when we start playing that's the start of the of the dance kind of reception rowdy part party part everybody takes their jackets off and throws their ties in there whatever
1: right if if our first
0: the first you thing you hear from the band is my wish by rascal flats it's just to me always feels anticlimactic and then you're trying to come out of those special dances and launch into like okay now we're starting the dance set right which which again if that's what you want no, no shame in that either. We're like, ja- like Jackie said, we're happy to to learn your songs. We'll play the crud out of them. Mm-hmm. We'll do our absolute best. Um, I'm confident in our ability to deliver that. But I also think there's something to be said for this is the song, the way it originally sounded. And then when we're done with the special dances, boom, we launch in. It's louder. It's brasher. It's bigger. And that is the signal to everybody. You know, like yeah. that. Party. now it's party,
1: party time. Yeah, and, a, and
0: it's a nuanced thing, and maybe you don't care about that. That's okay, but I do think that that is a, a thing. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel strongly about that.
1: Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> very passionate. Um,
0: can we talk about um, the you mentioned the sub thing, and I don't want to get too far from that.
1: No, i I was just gonna I was just gonna say that. Okay. Well, for one, actually, real quick, before I, fr- I finish the special requests if you do have special requests, it's a great idea to have it to the band at least a month ahead of the event. Yeah. Um, A week is okay, but just think that we generally, when we are running at full capacity, at full operation mode, um, we are doing two events a weekend. So we are probably learning songs for, you know, a friday event or a saturday event. So it's it's helpful if we can, you know, kind of have a workflow and that like you know, we we get the songs out to the band as soon as possible. We also if we're told they only want a minute or two minutes, it's generally up to you, Kyle, to to um cut it. So it's like we we have work that we're doing on our end you're guaran- you know guaranteed you're gonna get your song if we get it at least a month in advance. If you give it to us a week or five days, it's that's like pretty tricky. Well,
0: it's also and it always it always works out that the people that give you the request the week of or a couple of days before, it's always something really obscure, uh, obscure <laughs> or complicated or whatever. Yeah. You know, so um,
1: so I just wanted to to. Uh, put that little little bit out there um, also. But yeah, let's let's get into the sub thing. Um, not all subs are created equal. And I come from where where I... My background is actually being... Uh, it's going to sound funny, but like the first call sub of the Bay Area, kind of like that's where I lived for about 10 years, I think. 10, 15 years. I was... I was the first call sub for almost every band. Um, that meant I had to know every band's uh, choreography, every band's song forms. If I performed in this band, I might be the singer of this part, but in this band I was singing only backgrounds. Um, in this band I would sing you know, all the rock songs, in this other band I would sing all the R&B songs. Um, That's not really so much. I don't feel a thing anymore in that. um, I don't know if anybody and I'm not I'm not knocking any of the singers. There are so many singers in in this area that I love, but that's not really. um, Well, right now, especially in COVID times, it's not really a thing, though. I don't think people take it as seriously and make it like their mission to be like the number one first call sub. Um. So what I want to say is having a sub show up in a band that you've hired is not necessarily a horrible, bad thing, but be aware that it happens. Um, But again, not all subs are created equal. Do you want to go on with this? (laughs) Cause I'd be nice. I
0: I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier about feeling like, do you have a connection and a, and a, and a, uh, a vibe with the person that's leading the band that you're hiring? Um, because that will determine sort of, I think, the quality of the band as well. Like, how they deal with you is probably, the level of professionalism they show when dealing with you is probably the level of professionalism you can expect But the way that they deal with their band and other musicians. And right. specifically, the biggest issue that I, I find is with singers, because uh, as a, mostly a drummer up to this point, I've, I've subbed plenty of gigs out as a drummer. Mm -hmm. and had other people uh you know sub in sub in for me and and usually goes fine it's you know it's not an issue most people aren't going to be um aware or upset if the if if a bass player or drummer or whatever subs out but you know like you mentioned not every band is run by the singers so and if and if they're not you know it's there's a good chance uh that one or both of the singers that you saw in the promo video that you got excited about or the, or the showcase or the gig you checked the band out on, maybe they won't be at the gig. Maybe, maybe they won't yeah, be they, at maybe your maybe event. Maybe they were subs. Maybe they were subs. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just something again, um, in the, in the, on the theme of everything else we've, we've talked about to be explicit about with, with the person, with the band leader that you're, you're just negotiating with or, or talking with about your event. You know, uh, are the singers that I'm seeing here a part of your band? Do they do every gig? Do they sub? If they do sub, how often do they sub? You know, who
1: are um, their subs? Who
0: are their subs? Um, you know, if, if if they do sub, does one of them? Do you ever have both of them sub, or is it at least one of them guaranteed guaranteed to be on our gig? You know, a lot of the reason that I moved from the drum chair front with you beyond our chemistry and 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 everything that that Mm -hmm. comes along with the two of us being in front of the band together is the fact that you know we're dealing with clients it's you and I run the band it's just so much simpler with you and I being the singers because barring an act of God you know illness whatever like we're going to both be at the gig we don't take gigs off Mm Mm-hmm so no matter what, you get the two singers, you get the two f- the front front people, the people that are going to interface with your your friends and family and you and right. your planner, the people that are going to sing the songs. The, you know, it's the it's the the personality, the look, the vibe of the band. All a lot of times, most of the time, comes from the singers. And it's just uh, unavoidable. You mm-hmm. know, it's the reason they're called. It's called fronting the band. You know, you're <laughs> out in front. Um. And so that being said, it's like, for us, I know, um, specifically creating our band, it's like, do we want to deal with the possibility of a singer, whether they're committed to the band or not, you know, I mean, you can still have a singer that's like, yeah, they're in the band, they're committed to the band, but if something comes up, they want to take a vacation, a family member gets sick, uh, they get another gig, or I don't know, like, whatever, like, we didn't want to deal with like well what do we do if uh you know you're up front we have a male singer i'm playing drums what do we do if that male singer can't be at a gig and we've we've sold this to the client whatever it's just like it just is easier simpler if we're the two singers um so that being said long-winded way of saying you should be very explicit when asking your your potential bands like what is the deal with your band members? Who subs, who doesn't sub, what happens in the event that they do sub, you know. Because I gotta imagine that I've heard I've heard it <laughs> both firsthand and secondhand. It can be pretty disappointing to like hire a band, pay a bunch of money, be very get excited about that band being at your gig, and then they show up and it's not who you hired. Right. You know? Um, well,
1: there's some bands that aren't bands. Yeah, there's that there too. There are bands that are a collection of rotating musicians that don't always play together.
0: Rarely play together, really. Um
1: and so there's that. Um Yeah, those
0: are boutique uh boutique bands that I won't name explicitly, but that's their whole business model. And
1: they're and in, in not knocking the musicianship, a lot of them are amazing musicians. But there's something to be said for a band that plays together that's invested in this this band this event this gig together um
0: well and it works up works up arrangements you know i mean you know what goes along with it with bands that are more pickup bands or that have people coming in and out all the time is that what you have with us is you like you said we do a lot of medleys we we use backing tracks to to help like recreate a lot of the pop production on newer stuff Mm -hmm. um You know, um, our arrangements, even if they're not medleys, a lot of times we change the arrangements of songs to like, you know, the bridge breaks down and gets quiet and whatever. We just skip that because we're, we're a dance band, you know, mm-hmm. um, when you have a pickup or like we were talking about with earlier with the country stuff, it's like we can have an hour and a half of country on our list because generally speaking, most of our band, like, you know, our, our bass player might sub out, but generally our guitar player is always there or drummer or whatever like you can, you can pull songs out from the archive that you even haven't played in a year and just kind of be like, hey, we're going to be doing these songs. So everybody, you know, brush, brush up <laughs> on them versus pickup band. is like you throw these musicians together and it's like, OK, they want a bunch of country. Well, I might be on the gig singing as a sub singer. Right. And I'm like, they put me on the gig because I'm a country singer. I know a lot of country. Well, it doesn't do very much good if <laughs> I know a bunch of country <laughs> songs and nobody in the band does. Right.
1: You and know, nobody looked at and the nobody practiced them and exactly. nobody looked at the song list before day of or yeah. anything like that.
0: Right. Um so, so there's that and there's also uh you know I know a few bands that are that are you know people that I again people I like people that I I respect and and appreciate who got people to be in their promo videos, you know musicians, singers whatever and I'm like that call them up like oh that person's in your band now. Well, no. I mean, they they do. They're going to do as many gigs as they can, but obviously, they they they're busy. But uh, you know, I got them in the promo video. I paid them or whatever to be right. in the promo video, and it's like. But now your clients think that person's showing up to do the do their their event, and they're not. You know, so it's. Again, it's like how explicit. And that that's more than one band for the record. I'm right. not talking. If you think I'm talking about your band, I'm probably not, but I might be. <laughs> but anyway, but the point is, is that like.
1: You even have gotten sucked in yourself and, and stuff like that. It's
0: true. Yeah, I've, I've been in a few. Um, but the thing is, is like, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. They, they might bring a, a perfectly, uh, not, they might bring an awesome singer to your event. Right. But you should know going in, like what that what the deal is there, what you're signing up for.
1: It it does, like, having said that, and the fact that we are set up that way, I mean, especially with COVID times, that's freaked me out because I've missed, in the last 10 years, maybe two gigs. I mean, one I physically could not. I was on a gig when my voice went out. I got laryngitis that night and just nothing. I mean, I will be on your gig if, if I can barely stand up unless something absolutely does not come out of my mouth Uh (laughs) like if it just physically will not come out there you know um but rest assured for me I will have the best sub you know or whatever I will still be at the gig I just won't be singing maybe (laughs) but I'll be there That's the worst. The nothing nothing worse than being on a gig as a sub with the actual singer there. That that's happened to me several times and that is not a fun place to be, actually. But um but just to say also just to make you aware, I guess. I mean this is just like this whole podcast is just like the things to be aware of, the things to be to be um knowledgeable about. It doesn't mean I mean, who knows? Sometimes a sub shows up and the sub's better. It's true. I mean I I is the, there's the curse of the sub. I um, you never want, you never want a sub that's so good they're they're gonna possibly take your gig. Um, there's that. I but I, you know it's happened to me subbing for other bands. I've I've been on gigs where you know, I'm subbing for the singer at this bar gig that they didn't want to show up and do. I'm like I don't want to you know uh, I don't want to make a hundred bucks tonight. So you know Jackie will go do it. Sure, I'll go do it. I go do it and what happens? There's a bride and groom in the in the audience or, you know, a big event planner and they're like, "We want you, we want to hire the band for this gig." Oh, well, I'm not the singer. I'm just subbing tonight. And but, you know, they're like, "Well, we want you." So, I mean, that's caused so much drama in my life because, you know, of course, the the regular singer wants wants that. They want to go to Hawaii or They want the Hawaii gig. They want the $1,200 gig. But like, well, you pass the $100 gig to me and they saw me. And like sometimes, you know, that just happens. They see the singer that they saw that night with the band and that's who they want. And so that like, you know, it. so being a su- having a sub on your gig is not like or at your event is not the end all. Like it's not necessarily a problem. It's just something that you can know that will come up. Um, and that you should be aware of and just, you know, not have a beat and switch done on you. Yep. Um, did we cover enough on that?
0: I think so. <laughs> I want move on before I stick my foot in my mouth.
1: Uh, yeah, let's do that. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Um, adding musicians to your band. There's some bands that will hire a horn section. Oh, you're, you're looking at the time. You're starting to make me nervous. I huh. knew this was going to be a little bit longer. Um, that can be done. We have hired, well, we have hired a horn player. I don't think you necessarily need a whole horn section to get the horn feel for your event. And generally speaking, it's a lot cleaner. If you want a horn section, absolutely that can be done. But, again, if you're hiring a horn section, generally, you're hiring horn players and putting them together to form a horn section. They don't necessarily play together all the time. The arrangements can be different. The keys can be different. Um. So check into that. Check how, you know, your horn, oh, I want to hire a horn section. Ask, ask what that really looks like and what it entails.
0: Yeah. I mean, for us, like, like you said, we've... We ha- actually have a couple gigs, uh, they may be being rescheduled, but they, <laughs> there are a couple gigs that, that uh, contracted with us for an entire horn section, and we didn't say no, and it'll be great, but we do prefer to, to, to have one horn because we can, we can send song arrangements and keys and just be like, just do your thing, you know, fill in, and it's awesome, it sounds great. The thing is, if you hire a whole horn section, again, like you said, arrangements might be different, keys, whatever. So, like, you should ask, if that's something you really care about, you should ask, like, do you have horn charts for your band's arrangements? Like, what songs, if I if I hire a horn section, because this is something to consider, too. If I, if I hire a horn section to augment your band, does that preclude certain songs from being played? Mm-hmm. Like, are you not going to do certain songs because there's horns on the gig? Um how much of the gig are the horns going to play on? You know, if we want these songs and you don't have horn arrangements for them, are they going to stand there and not do anything for those songs? Like, right. there's lots of things to, to sort Step of touch you know, a lot of <laughs> things to consider that you wouldn't think to, to you know, like, wow, I'm going to hire a horn section. They're going to play. It's going to be great. But it's like some bands in town have horn sections. um, Some don't. Most don't, I would say, but yeah, they used to. I mean, you tell me the stories of the heyday of the, oh, of the big, big Bay Area cover bands of like 15 people and everything. Yeah,
1: Four dancers, yeah. horn section. Which
0: honestly sounds awesome. But oh, it's fun. That's a lot. That's a lot of logistics and, and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's again, uh, you know, adding, like you said, add, adding dancers, like we can add dancers, we can add one horn, two horns, three horns, whatever you want. We can add more singers, although I don't know why you would need that. <laughs> but, you know, if you want a big band, like we're a six piece band, but if you want a big band, like we can add as much stuff as you want. But then again, if you're going to go down that road with a band, you should make sure that you're uh, again, I keep using this word, but explicit about what you're looking for. And they should be explicit about what they can provide you for that price or, or what you're what are you actually paying for? Right. Because, you know, you don't you don't just want to horn section or or dancers or well, maybe dancers you want to just look at but you don't want <laughs> you don't want just like oh cool we got a horn section there and you're just looking at them it's like they should be adding something to the to the band sound and performance and in, ex- in your experience as a as a you know client
1: yes yeah. okay i have a couple more things before we wrap up one and we we don't have to spend long time on this but ask if um for your event whether it be um I mean most of the time this has to do with weddings but MC services we include that in our package but some people don't. Yeah. Um and and not all bands are good at that. You're good at it. You, Kyle Caprista, the man's are really good at MCing. Thank you. I prefer not to MC. I can I don't like to do it the way you like, you like he you really like- actually likes to do it. He likes to stand up there and introduce people. And t- it, like he's naturally good at it. I don't feel naturally good at it. I don't feel comfortable doing it, but I'll do it. Um,
0: you don't like the terrifying feeling that, that you get right before you say somebody's name into a microphone <laughs> and you're not <laughs> totally confident
1: that uh, you're going to say right. it right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but some bands don't, don't MC some bands or it's an add on uh, an and it's an extra cost. Uh, so check into that. Um, and then kind of like the last thing, which is back to kind of boring stuff, is um, uh, logistic stuff. Know that, you know, you should think about feeding your band.
0: You shouldn't think <laughs> about it. It's. I mean, it's in our contract, you know, but it's...
1: I mean, feed your band and... Um, or you can do a food buyout. Yeah. Sometimes that's even preferred. Yeah. Um, but that should be a thing that's that's talked about and in the contract. Um, we prefer, you know, hot meals. But there might be dietary restrictions. Our drummer, for instance, he's vegan. Um, so we like to. He's vegan and he's beautiful. He is beautiful. Um, and we like to take, you know, we like to take care of our guys. And um, nobody likes a hungry. Uh, definitely band. don't want he, a hungry drummer. Definitely don't want a hungry uh, female singer because this this gal will do uh, not you don't have
0: to feed the keyboard player but make sure you feed the drummer and the singer. <laughs> yeah.
1: So there's that. Think about your vendor meals, but that's gonna be for anybody you have have at your event though. Yeah. You can take care of everybody. Power.
0: Yeah, power, we didn't really power, talk about power earlier. That should have been one. in power is something that we don't uh, we don't deal with. So we lay out very clearly what we need. And if you have to get a generator, we lay out very clearly what kind of generator we need and what kind of you know power relays and everything else. But power is a client slash venue uh, concern. That's something that that we put back on them because power is is a very uh, site specific thing, and it's hard for us as a band to to handle that because um, sometimes it's out of our control, you know. So, but. That being said, we, as a band, are very explicit. (laughs) (laughs) We're very specific. (laughs) I'm trying to find, I get the thesaurus out. Uh. We're very specific about our needs and we're very specific (laughs) about why, you know, I tell people we prefer 20 amp circuits because it's just gives us more room for air. But Mm -hmm. 15 amp, which for those of you that don't know, your house is mostly wired with 15 amp circuits. That's usually fine. Uh, Office buildings, warehouses, stuff like that are usually wired with 20 amps. So, but uh, I'm very I'm very specific with clients about hey, we don't want to share uh, circuits with any other vendor because what you end up ha- when it ends up happening is they go oh we got a we have a uh, somebody's going to make donuts on site and they have a like a fryer you know which takes up a huge amount of power. And they're like, "Oh, you guys, you guys can share a circuit back there. Right. Oh yeah, plug the fryer in, and then plug the PA system and the base amp and everything in. And uh, what you have is silence because <laughs> the the power will trip. And then you need who who? Th- and this is also the reason why we put it back on the client and the venue because if the circuit breaker trips, who knows where it is? Who right. knows what circuit it is? And how yeah. quickly can it get turned back on? Mm-hmm. I'm at a we're at a at a winery playing, and the, and the power goes out." Yeah. I don't know where any of that stuff is. No. I don't, you know, so, so that's something that uh, you should also very um, <laughs> explicitly, very <laughs> make sure you have that conversation with your band. What kind of power needs do they have mm-hmm. so that you can go back to your venue and your event coordinator if you have one and say, this is what these guys need. Is that available and is that close enough to where they're going to perform that it's usable, you know?
1: Also think about um, for providing for your band. Um, I don't know. People can say that I'm a little diva about this. I don't think so. I think it's kind of like just common sense, but uh, having a green room, um, just room for your, for your band. Um, there's some venues that don't have that if it's like a winery or it's an outdoor kind of gig. But maybe you can do like some kind of tent setup so that like We're there to play your event and we're happy to be there and we're happy to be a part of the party, but we're not the guests. And sometimes it feels like we don't have a place to go. There's nowhere for us to go or hang while we're, you know, like we're not going to sit at a guest table. We're We're also
0: generally the vendors that have the biggest gap in terms of, um, like, uh, Break time, I guess, for lack of a better term, Down like downtime. Like yeah. we might end up, we might be done sound, like I said, sound checking at one or two or th- three or whatever. But then we don't play till eight or eight thirty. So having know. a
1: place to hang and have some privacy be out of everybody's <laughs> be way, out of be out of the way. Um, it, it it can feel, you know, you just don't want to, you just don't want to feel like you're in in the way, and and you're it, you're in this kind of weird limbo thing of like. People know maybe that you're with the band, but you're not, like I said, you're not a guest. Um, so just, just knowing that there's, that you, you need to have a spot for, for the band. Um, I prefer not to be in dirt and gravel. I've done it. Uh, and maybe that's the, I mean, generally the only girl in the group and, and I'm the one, like, I don't want to be in, in dirt and gravel with, in my heels or, you know, my, my nice boots or whatever. It's, it's doable. I've done it. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but like it is something to, to think about of where you're, you're putting the band and where you're, where they're going to have to hang for like a day. Um, Yeah. I guess that's, that's it for that. You think? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes if we can, if we're in a place where we can, we will go off site again, just so we can be out of the way and, and not in, you know, like the caterers coming in and out and we're like trying to move around and make room and and stuff like that. Sometimes we'll leave, we'll go like have lunch somewhere nearby or something like that. If, if it's like way earlier, even then when the vendor meals are going to be, be placed, um, getting the vendor meals a little bit ahead of time. I don't like to eat, you know, 15 minutes before we're about to (laughs) go on. That's like an awful feeling. Um, and some of the stuff, again, it can't be helped, but it's just nice to know that we're looked at as um, as people. I think sometimes the bride and grooms aren't so much because they're busy being bride and grooms that day and, and everything like that. But sometimes it can be kind of like, I feel like sometimes we can be forgotten in the sense of like, we're people and we just want to be like. More,
0: and to be fair, <laughs> not to make it, not to be like, oh, we're special, but we are a somewhat unique vendor in terms of, both of the timeline that we generally deal with. Like, you know, your photographer shows up at X time, you know, and then they're shooting your whole event. They get a break. They get a time put aside for them to eat. But most photographers, unless you, you, you pay them extra, are not staying for your whole reception. Mm-hmm. They'll stay for a little bit, and they, their day probably ends at, you know, whatever, 9 an o'clock. An hour into the reception, usually. Well, yeah. yeah, whatever. They're there for an hour to get some dance floor shots, and then they leave. We're sort of like show up relatively early, set up sound check, whatever. Then a big break while ceremony happens, while cocktail, whatever else. Then we kind of, we hit later in the evening. And then we're usually there till 10, 11, midnight, you know? So it's, and, you know, caterer, same thing. Caterer, like, they show up, they start cooking, their crew gets there, and they work very hard, very hard, Mm -hmm. uh, be nice to your catering staff. (laughs) They work very hard for a set amount of time, and then, again, they're done at a certain point, too. Like, they might have a, a skeleton crew that sort of, like, deals with coffee and whatever, but they they work hard for this specific amount of time, Then they're they then most of them go home. Right. Um, videographers, same thing. Like, the, you know, there's just words. We have a unique kind of uh, timeline that a lot of other vendors don't deal with, so I think sometimes we get kind of lumped in with everybody else, and it doesn't really work out as well because it's like the photographer, they, you know, they might be like, well we got a table over there for you to eat at, but they're only going to be sitting there for a half hour or maybe an hour at the most. Whereas like we might need a place to like cool our heels for like four or five hours, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's difficult to do that when you're just sort of like exposed where everybody can see you (laughs) or you're like in it under an easy up tucked in the back of corner of a event, you know, it's just anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing like this is. Yeah. Not to sound diva ish, but just just something to be mindful of, um, uh, of the position that we're in as as a vendor for your event doing the music. Don't assume that the DJ that you hired can plug into our sound system
0: and DJs don't assume that you can plug into our <laughs> sound system.
1: <laughs> that has been a, yeah. uh, an issue a couple times. And um, we are separate. You are welcome to contact us to see if that's a possibility. And that will be then dealt with with our sound company. But don't assume if you hire a sound guy uh, or a DJ for the rest of your event or the in between that they will be plugging into our sound. Right. And that just popped in my head. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything? Did I forget anything? I know we went a little long, but I think this was good. I think this is good and informative and I hope that people get a lot out of this. And please, please feel free. We again we have been doing Zoom um meetings with, with couples and everything. We are happy to talk about all this stuff and go into even more detail.
0: Yeah, I would I mean um, I would say I, I would say A, feel free to reach out to us whether you're hiring us or not. Like, we like to be helpful and resource. We want everybody to be happy, even if we're not the right band for you. Um, you can reach us at mercyandtheheartbeats at com or hit us on, all, on any of the social media platforms.
1: Yeah, you may be listening to this in, I don't know, Delaware.
0: Yeah, we're happy to come to <laughs> Delaware if you want. Um,
1: yeah, we we didn't even get into talking about uh, travel. traveling.
0: Yeah, that's what, that could be another one uh but i i would say like yeah we not even talk about, about
1: like rooms and like that's a whole other
0: yeah if you're um yeah i'll just say that but if you're if we're if we get to drive further than about two hours
1: mm, two and a half
0: hours about
1: three i think
0: then uh we'll end up needing lodging because when you finish a gig at ten eleven o'clock and you're not loading out until midnight something like that like i'm not going to expect my band or us to be driving home at you know 2 30 3 o'clock in the morning so we'll need rooms and that usually means either the client um you know providing rooms for everybody or giving us a stipend to, to figure our own lodging out and right. um you know so pr- prepare prepare for that if you are having your wedding somewhere that is you know a decent distance from the bay area right um we love doing travel weddings but it's yeah. like you gotta account for that in your budget Right. Um, but what I was going to say was, I mean, you touched on it. You mentioned us doing Zoom calls and site visits and everything. Um, I, I would recommend that you don't skip that step. And um, we we the site have visits, or, the, or just Zoom or a phone call with you with your vendor. I mean, we've we've been hired by plenty of bands or plenty of bands <laughs> been hired by plenty of clients that have just sort of like, we like what you do, you know. We're confident, whatever. Let's just go forward, and that's fine. And and if you feel comfortable, sure. But I, but I. I think it's the least that any vendor can do yes. to have a, 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 a phone call or a face-to-face of any of some sort with uh, potential clients to, to iron all these details out because things get lost in translation, things get lost in, in emails and whatever else. And Plus,
1: we've had great times.
0: Yeah, well, that again. Have taken,
1: before COVID, the people that have taken us up on meeting for a beer. I mean, I remember one client, uh, we met for a beer, and it turned into like a two-hour hang. I mean, like... You know, it doesn't have to be beer. It could be coffee. Sure. We'd like coffee. But um, I, I definitely, like, these are people that you're trusting with your event. That's going to be, like, this is the part. I mean, everybody's going to talk about your dress. Everybody's going to talk about your beautiful ceremony and vows. But people are going to be talking about your party. And you, it's, like, a big part of your day. And you want to make sure that, that you really trust the people that are going to be taking that on.
0: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I think this is good. I'm happy about this. Yeah. Yay.
0: Let us know if we missed anything or you got questions or whatever out there, we're happy to answer them. Um I'm sure this won't be the last of this kind of, yeah, of this kind of of podcast, you know, but um trying to like have an episode that can be a resource to people going forward and so you know, maybe you listened for five minutes and said, this isn't for me. And then you won't hear me saying this at the end. And that's fine. But, you know, for those of you that uh, are are that this is valuable information, hopefully uh, we covered uh, a lot of ground for you. And if you do, like I said, if you do have specific questions or or concerns or comments or whatever, uh, email us or reach out on social media or whatever. And share and this
1: with your friends and newly yeah. engaged couples and your clients and, and everything. And yeah use us as a resource
0: yes please yes we're just sitting around we got plenty of time on our hands right now
1: <laughs> okay well until next time
0: until next time all uh, i love you i love you too okay
1: Bye. <laughs> you said that you found me but you know it is i found